0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Keep em Flying, a Firefly podcast, a Two True Freaks presentation. As ever, this is our roundtable on Joss Wheaton's Western science fiction mashup, Firefly, hosted by me, Andrew Leyland, and I am joined by the two finest crew members one could possibly hope to find in the podcasting verse. Doctor! Oh, no, we changed him for this show, haven't we? He's Shepard, Bill Robinson. And the mighty Paul Spatara. Welcome, gentlemen.
1: Hello. I'd like a black market beagle, please.
0: <laughs> both What's that right?
1: mean, Bill? If well, we'll have to get into the episode, Paul.
0: Yes, do it. We, we don't have any Firefly news.
1: That's it. Yes, last there time. is a rumor of a reunion, <laughs> and there's a game out there somewhere.
0: I <laughs> think you should just both say that every single time now. I think we
2: have said it every single
0: time. (laughs) Uh, All right, well, we'll go straight into the episode then. This episode, season one, episode five, is entitled Safe. It did not originally uh, as the fifth episode because they were shown wildly out of sequence. It was actually the fourth episode filmed. Uh, it aired on November 8th, 2002, was written by Drew Z. Greenberg and directed by Michael Grossman. The synopsis comes from Wikipedia, because I'm far too much of a lazy bastard to write my own, but any mistakes in it will be those, not mine, just so you know who to blame. to blame, sorry. The synopsis begins. The episode is interspersed with flashbacks detailing Simon and River's lives before River's abduction. Simon, a studious young boy, River engaging in flights of imagination whilst correcting his textbooks, and the father encouraging Simon to become a brilliant doctor. These expectations are derailed by River's sojourn at an academy from where she sends letters referring to events that have not happened. The elder Tams are untroubled by River's letters, believing she's just playing games again and abandon Simon when he takes illegal actions to rescue her. In the present day, Simon continues to try and diagnose River's conditions and injuries whilst Mal demands that they stay out of the way whilst he conducts business. On arrival at the backwater colony of Jiangjin, Shepard Book aids Mal and Jane in unloading and penning the cattle. And meeting with the Grange brothers, their disreputable buyers. Just as they come to an agreement on price, local law enforcement arrives to arrest the clients, and Buck is wounded in the ensuing gunfight. Meanwhile, Simon and River join Inara and Kaylee in town as the women are shopping. Although Kaylee contemplates buying something nice for Simon, the Doctor manages to insult her and her beloved Serenity with his complaints about his predicament, and the Tams are left to their own devices. Simon quickly discovers River has wandered off. She finds a maple dance, and Simon watches his sister enjoy herself for a change. River's ecstatic dancing suddenly falters when Buck is shot, but before Simon can react to his sister's distress, he is kidnapped by a group of men. River follows Simon and his kidnapper, and she is seized as well. Mal and Zoe manages to get Buck back to Serenity to perform field surgery and stabilise him. When Wash is unable to find the doctor to help Buck, Mal realises that Simon and River have probably been taken by local hill folk who kidnap unworried people, especially skilled workers. He makes the decision to abandon the Tams in order to get Buck off planet and to proper medical treatment. On Inara's insistence, they seek assistance from the Alliance cruiser Magellan. Its captain is ready to dismiss Buck's condition until Buck offers them his identification card at which point the captain orders a Mal and the crew wonder what kind of connection with the Alliance book must have, but a recovering book dodges Mal's question, claiming merely that it's good to be home. The hill folk welcome Simon and his sister. When Simon sees the many ill villagers, he settles into his vocation, but continues to insist that they have been kidnapped and should be released. Dora Lee, the villager teacher who runs the infirmary, suggests that Simon may well be in the place he is fated to be. Simon and River share a memory of their childhood, and River despairs of how her plight is taking everything Simon had away from him. When River tells Doralee about the cause of a young, mute girl's silence, Doralee realises that River has an unusual power, but assumes that this means that River is a witch, and should therefore be burned at the stake. Simon <laughs> appeals to the villagers. But when, they ever suffer a witch to live. but when these efforts fail, he instead takes his place next to his sister, prepared to be burned with her. It is at this moment that Serenity swoops over the village, Jane dangling from its hold with a shotgun with a laser sight at the reddit, whilst Mal and Zoe stride in from behind, proclaiming themselves big damn heroes, in a fake cowboy accent and demanding the release of the Tams. As Serenity leaves Jianjin, Simon asks Mal why he came back to them, and Mal explains offhandedly that Simon is a part of his crew. But you don't even like me, Simon reminds him. Why'd you do it? You're on my crew, Mal repeats. Why are we still talking about this? The Tams join the rest of the crew for a cheerful dinner, having found a home. The end of Safe. Is it safe? It's totally safe. I'm not going to rip your teeth out.
1: Okay. I hate dentistry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind when they're cleaning them. I like that big polish thing that they give you. Oh, yeah,
1: and then... And then it's kind of gritty, and then when you put your teeth together, it's like crunch, 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 crunch. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, just, I hate that
2: under the gums thing.
0: Oh, and then when they're when they going at it with the, the, like the curved up metal thing. <laughs> yeah. Just be the laughing
2: gas, like baby. <laughs>
1: right. Did I t- t- tell, tell you the story about the time I had a deep cleaning done for two hours straight? Are you going to tell the story for two hours straight, or is that how long <laughs> the cleaning was? That's how long the cleaning was. And uh, they're like, well, we could do it in quarters. We could do like half of the top. I'm like, just do it all. <laughs> so an hour and a half into it, uh, you know, you keep spitting and they're they're shooting you with the numbing stuff and all that. And I didn't quite get to the spitting thing in time. And I swallowed all the numbing solution stuff. And then I and then I tried to swallow and I freaked out because I couldn't feel my throat. And I like flew up out of the chair. I'm like, I can't breathe. That's <laughs> like, dumbass, you're talking. Obviously, you can breathe. <laughs> <laughs> But I had to sit there and go, "Uh, uh, 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 okay, I can breathe. I'm good. All right. I can lay back down now. (laughs) And the woman's like, that's quite all right. Yeah. I got to remember to spit, not swallow. Oh, that didn't sound good. Anyway.
0: Anyway. Hey, back to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is a very unusual episode. If you've got the um, complete Firefly official companion volume one, uh, and you were flicking through the script as you were watching the episode, which I was, you will note that this one underwent some heavy rewriting. And there's two pages at the back of the script in the book showing where certain scenes were replaced by others. The opening is completely different in the actual script than it was in the in the filmed episode. And all the scenes of Jane stealing Simon's stuff and then putting it back again were added after the episode was completed, because the episode ran short. So they mm-hmm. had to add a couple of scenes to, to bring the episode up to running time. So all that was added later, which is with shame because they are brilliant scenes where Jane's mm-hmm. stealing Simon's stuff and then goes and puts it back. And he reads from the diary and <laughs> says, Dear diary, today I was pompous and a bit of a jerk.
1: Dear diary, today my sister was crazy. Blah,
0: blah blah blah. Yeah, all of that was really good, and that was just added when they were filming a different episode to bring this one up to speed. So I like this one. I could do without the the um, the deliverance stuff at the end. Although I did like that when River points to the guy who has been really friendly to her is apparently the, the leader of the hill folk, and then she says something about what he's done in the past, and he slaps her face. Says, "Burner." And it just reminded me of The League of Gentlemen. We didn't burn him! Which I don't know that anyone else will get. But I could have done without all of that, although I do like the episode as a whole. It's It's got a lot of fun to it and a lot of clear dialogue, as usual. But on the whole, this isn't a, another top flighter. which is not to say I think it's in any way bad.
2: Well, I thought when I finished watching this one and I was trying to say, how do I review this? And... I was trying to break it down, because on a whole, I didn't really enjoy this one as much as I've enjoyed the other ones. But when I started breaking it down, I thought there were a lot of bits in it that I liked. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of little things in there that I liked. There was, I, you know, I, I enjoyed, I actually enjoyed the rescue at the end, and I enjoyed the whole uh, flashback sequences, and and I, I really, really. Got a kick out of the scene when River is dancing and you see this huge grin on her face and just the joy that she was getting. I I just got a big kick out of that. And I ultimately came to the conclusion that this episode is less than the sum of its parts. That there's a lot of good stuff in it, but it doesn't add up to a good episode for some reason. And I'm not sure exactly why. I'm thinking either it's the editing or the directing or just the script writing that they didn't have – uh you know a good ability to join all these little good bits together in in a cohesive way there wasn't yeah. you know i I'm, I'm not sure exactly but i did feel that ultimately i was a little let down by it
0: mm. well I, I i go when when i remember firefly i always forget this episode mm. i always forget that this one completely exists which is odd given that zac efron's in it as is erica yeah. Tazal from justified
1: hmm well i think much like what you're saying, Paul, because when I was watching it back, there was it's you're right. It's like the it's like the interconnective parts to the good parts just didn't interest me. And and that and that was where I kind of fast forwarded through. I'm like, OK, yeah, I, I I kind of remember what happens here. I don't really care. So let's just get to the good stuff. But it, and which is kind of sad to say. And, you know, in a series, it's only you know, we only have the 15 um parts but but you, you know it's like like the um uh like after they get kidnapped and they're running through the woods it just reminded me of like doctor who it's like you know okay this is where we're gonna run around now to fill time you know running through the woods um and it's just kind of like yeah yeah. You know, let's let's get back you know wh- what's going on with shepherd let's get back to that
0: Yeah, the stuff that was going on on board Serenity was more interesting than the stuff on the planet. The -hmm. stuff on the planet, it felt too backwards. Do you know what I mean? And we talked about this last time, that there are worlds that are flush with new technology, and then there are other worlds that have just been terraformed and have people dumped on them. But this one felt too... I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. It felt too anachronistic for the the world that they're trying to build. Did it have
2: set the Salem Witch Trials? Yeah, it did. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, the only tech that we really see is like a like an ATV, like a little four, four-wheel quad vehicle in the town. And that's it. Other than that, this could be a straight-up Western. I mean, minus the Spaceship.
0: <laughs> you minus the big spaceship that hovers over yeah. them at the end. But yeah. I have a
2: problem with the big space with with the Western aspect of it. Than as I just said, the Salem witch trials aspect of it.
0: Yeah, I think mm. I'm going to be in agreement with Paul. Is I think that's where my problem with this one comes from. I'm I'm into the whole Western shtick. I'm fully invested in that because I love a Western and I love a science fiction. And when you blend the two together as well as this. It's just like, oh, they made this show for me. But then, yeah, the whole Salem Witch Trial stuff just seems to come out of nowhere. And it doesn't really fit with anything we've seen on any of the other planets or ever will see again. And maybe there's a reason that all these people are dumped on this planet on their own. I don't know.
2: Are we looking at Botany Bay here? Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I did like the fact that the leader of the town came on board with wanting to burn her as a witch because she was yeah, basically she revealing use, his duplicity. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like that aspect of it. That you Which, know, you know it,
1: was part of the yeah. of trials anyway.
2: Right? <laughs> it wasn't so much, you know, naivete on his part as as uh you know evil intent. Well and but, you you can almost feel you almost feel sorry or you're
1: glad that they have a doctor now that you you feel for these people until suddenly they take that turn and, and now you're like I oh, will screw these people. Oh yeah. You know, they're just you know, I mean, up until that point you're like okay, all right, you might have had a little sense, you know, okay, well, they needed a doctor, a lot of people are sick. All right, now now I don't really care for them anymore. You know. I
2: don't like you. I don't so.
0: like you either.
2: What what did you guys think? Men. What did you think good. of the, you know, the history, the, the, the flashback sequences?
0: I like the, the Simon-River stuff. I like all of that. I like that, that Simon was the only one that spotted that there was something wrong with River. And I think the, the young girl who plays River does a really, really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't recall ever seeing Skylar Roberge. I don't recall seeing her in anything else. So all of that was quite, quite interesting. They were the scenes that were heavily rewritten as well. I mentioned earlier on the Simon River scenes with the parents were the ones that underwent severe rewriting before the script went to screen.
1: Do you do you get the feeling from the parents that they knew something? Are, Are they just that daft that they don't see this or do they know they just don't want to lose their position in life and rock the boat and they were willing to sell River out for this? That's
2: the impression. I got the latter was my impression.
1: I mean, I don't remember I, a, a, from if any of this is explored in later episodes. It's been a while since I've seen it.
0: I got the same impression that Paul did, that they were turning a blind eye to it because of their position and status. And, but it's left ambiguous enough that you well, can go the other way if you want to because that makes them thoroughly unlikable if that's true.
2: But I, I felt like they, they wanted to give you the turn there because the first scene with the father, they make him seem likable. Where he's yeah. like, you know, oh, this won't happen in my house, except your mother's already made it happen, that whole part. So, you know, what you need to do is go get good grades. Like, they made him seem like father knows best. Become a brilliant yeah. doctor, boy. But, but then, you know, then you see the, you know, the dark side in that other scene. And I, I thought that it was almost like they had plausible deniability that they could say, you know, we didn't know anything was going on, even though they saw all the signs, but they didn't want to take the risk that that would entail.
0: Yeah, and there's that, there is that really good line where his dad says to him, you're going to tear this family apart. And Simon says, I didn't think it would be this easy. Mm. How bad must Serenity smell?
2: Oh, have you ever been in a place with cattle? Yes. Yes. I've, I've only had limited experience and usually it's been with just a couple you know, you're, you're in an enclosed place and they have two or three or something like that. Like you go to the state. stinks.
1: <laughs> like you go to the state fair. I don't know if you... Yeah. If, you know, that's where I've, you know, been... Well, places like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it stinks.
0: So Serenity has all of that plus all of the cow poo. Mm. That ship stinks to high heaven.
2: <laughs> well, considering the alternative, I guess it's superior to the, the other accommodations they have available to them.
0: I like the cross-cutting in this one. I like River dancing around the maypole cut with Mal and, um, and Jane having to fight for the money when they're trying to sell the cows. I also love that the two disreputable dudes tried to push them down on the money.
2: Yeah. I, I, thought I, that, I that, that whole really scene with the, with the maypole and, and, the, uh, and the fight struck me as directed in a very cinematic way. I, I could easily see that on a big screen in a movie theater. Well, because at first they're kind of separate with the music, and then the music
1: is combined in both. Like when the fight kind of kicks off, um, full full bore. At least that's the way that I remembered it. That that like at one point, then they just merged, and and you had everything going on with the same mm-hmm. soundtrack. And then, um,
0: yeah, I think it's the score as well as the directing in that mm-hmm. scene. Yeah, I think it's really well put together using all of the elements, the directing, the acting, the scoring. And this one's really well shot. I mean, that's going to be a common refrain as we go throughout Firefly. But this one is exceptionally well filmed and photog- phot- photographed.
1: And you know what was odd that I just hadn't really noticed in other like shows in general was the amount of blood when Shepard is shot that he's laying there and it's like running off of his shoulder. Cause usually you just get the red spot under the shirt that gets a little mm. bigger and then it stops. But as he's laying there, it just keeps running and then it starts to pull up in the dirt. Yeah. There's over no
2: question shirt. he would have bled out if they didn't stop.
1: Yeah. But it was just really, it was like, wow, it just kind of struck me. It just, uh, as many shows I've seen as people getting shot, this is, it was, I, 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 I think the special effects on that were, were, were pretty, uh, Pretty graphic for the
0: they always kinda do that though when if somebody's just been shot and it's they're just gonna pass it off as a flesh wound or whatever, or it's the bad guys, Mm -hmm. no one ever cares. But if it's a plot point that somebody has been shot and they're going to die, then they always make it a little bit more graphic. And I'm going back though, there's an episode of Starsky and Hutch where Starsky's shot four times and they make a big deal about showing how much he's been shot and how much blood he's lost. And Mm. then that episode of Magnum that Paul and I have discussed before, Limbo, where he does die. And so when it's a plot point that somebody's been shot critically, I think they've always done that. I mean, granted I think you're right, this is a little bit more graphic than TV would have been in the 70s and the 80s, but they've always emphasised when a shooting is a severe wounding that could lead to death for one of the main characters.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Except... we have a recurring guest star from from last uh, um episode, and that's the cows,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that carries over that plot carries over from last week's episode that they picked the cows up last week from Benny from l l r and now they're delivering them to where he wants them delivered,
2: which ultimately leads to the gunfight,
0: which does, but that made no sense in its original area where those two episodes were split up quite considerably,
2: <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah.
0: Yeah, Fox really messed around with the er-dates on these. So these two didn't er-back-to-back back in the original screen. So you were like, well, where's all the cows gone? We're worthy for the two episodes in between.
2: They had dinner.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Meat. Mm. Mm, it's what's for dinner.
2: So other than the giving us a little glimpse into River's history, there really isn't much in the way of world-building in this episode.
1: Well, the no. question of Book's past, who he actually is,
2: but I think that question, I don't think we got any answers to that, and that question has no. existed since the pilot.
0: Yeah, um, and you won't get any answers to that in the show. The show's canceled before that can be revealed.
2: Like I said, there's, there's moments in this one, but on a whole, it just kind of left me I, – I, I watched it twice. Well, three times, actually, because as we've talked about, we had watched this quite a while back uh, and then had to rewatch because we hadn't been able to record then. Uh, but then in the last week, I've watched it twice – And as I alluded to earlier, I finished it up and I said, I don't even know how to review this one. Let me me watch it again. Maybe I missed something here.
0: No, you didn't miss something. Because like I've said, this is the only unmemorable one that when you're going through the episodes of Firefly and going, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. This one never comes up. And it's not there's not lots of little interesting character bits in because there is. And there's not that it's not funny in places because it is. But it's just a very unmemorable episode. And I don't like the planet of the, the Hill people. It just doesn't fit in with the show. The, the Salem Witch Trials, like you keep alluding to, just doesn't fit in with the tone of what this show is going for. It's a Western.
2: Yeah, and, and like, you know, you talked about it being anachronistic, and there's a certain anachronistic nature to the show in that you do have a Western in the future. But there's a but there's well an internal
0: consistent Yeah, well yeah. Carry
2: on. And 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 the the Salem Witch Trials part of it kind of belies that consistency and and gets away from it. And I think that's where the problem lies. So y-
0: yeah, it I'm, just I'm, didn't it I'm,
2: just didn't feel right.
0: Yeah, it feels like an episode of two halves. And it, it almost
2: feels it almost feels like a little bit of that Star Trek. Uh, you know, now we'll have a world with the Roman Empire on it kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And it just, it doesn't all come together and it doesn't work as well as other planets have worked in this. It's, yeah, it's a strange one. And I think we are dancing around the fact that it's a strange one by not having very much to say about it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I, I I. (laughs) <laughs> I have to say I was a little concerned about this one because first, first of all I thought I must be missing something and that's why I did watch it that second time but but you're confirming for me I really didn't miss anything and then I started thinking well what am I going to say about this one and I thought well if Andy and Bill really like it you know maybe we could have a little debate <laughs> but, <laughs> but we don't have that because you're not defending it and you're not telling me that there was anything more to this one than what I saw so Ultimately, my guess, and I could be wrong because I haven't watched any episodes beyond this one yet, but my guess is this might be the least I'm going to think of any episode we watch.
0: I think you're right.
2: Mm. Well, you're in a better position to make that judgment call because you've seen the rest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're very definitely right. But I'm happy that I'm right because you know, up until this episode, I've been enjoying them all very much. So if you told me no, no, this is the tone it's going to take for the rest of it, then I'd be very disappointed.
0: No, I and even even to? even with that though, this isn't unenjoyable.
2: It was unfulfilling.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's mm. it's not it's nowhere near as good as the episodes around it, but it is in by no means a bad episode. It's going to be interesting to see what ratings we come up with this one. I've already got mine, and you've already made me change it. Have I? Yeah, I've already written down what my rating for this episode, and based on the conversation, I've changed the rating.
2: Well, I, I always do that. There's this, I, I take the same formula as I do with Listen to the Prophets, that I come up with my rating before we speak, but I am willing to be you know, swayed one way or the other if the conversation sways me that way. I, I think I'm going to stay exactly where I was on this one. So. Did it go up or
1: down? Down.
2: Ooh. Well, I don't think we've said anything to to make you like this more than you did.
0: No, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> really don't.
2: Right, I guess we're at the point where we're going to do our reviews because c- we don't have a lot more. Well, <laughs> unless you I guys don't... have any other notes. No, uh, not, not got very much on this at all, unless
0: Bill's got something. Uh, uh, n- n-
1: River was the cow whisperer. When they got the cows off, she suddenly is, you know... <laughs> You know, I, cow- I,
2: I do like that aspect of it. And that's one of the things that I did find enjoyable about the show. So I'm glad you brought that up is I just like the mystery behind the character of river.
1: Yeah. Because now she's saying, you know, the cow forgot it was a cow because it wasn't outside. And
2: yeah, it's like, how and, does and, she And you don't that- just take that as gibberish from her or nonsense. You take it as she actually does have some sort of sense. Like that maybe you she don't was, understand yet.
1: Maybe she was all strung
2: out because the cows were upset on the ship. I think, I think there seems to be some of that element to her that she's empathic. So if mm-hmm. everyone's upset about her, she'll be more upset. So if the cows are upset, she'll be upset, that kind of thing. I do think there's some of that to her. I don't really understand her character. I don't know how much they're going to explain in the episodes we have. But I, I'm enjoying the mystery of her character. She, she's, almost a, she's almost got a Wolverine-like quality to her.
1: Yeah, before when he first came around away they gave everything with history,
2: Wolverine. His history rather.
1: And um I like the look that Inara gives um Simon after he's insulted Serenity in front of Kaylee. When when they walk out of the store and she just she just walks by him, looks like you you man, you just you pig, <laughs> you asshole. And just and then and then she's gone. And and he's like Oh, man, I screwed up. And then he realizes, oh, man, where, where did River go? I've lost River. Uh-oh. So um, other than the fact that uh, I really want a black market beagle, uh, <laughs> I think that's all I have
2: for notes. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. we pretty much exhausted it. Yep. This Me is going to be a short one.
0: Yes, it is
2: but this is okay. this is you know this goes to, to show this episode may shorter strongly. than the
1: run this episode may be shorter than a runtime of the actual episode
2: yeah i think it's gonna be actually but uh be close this 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 emphasizes why i feel it's important that we're a three-man show because if we were two men I, I think we'd even have had less to say about this one at least we're picking the brains of three people as meager as the pickings may be
0: it was nice to see erica Tezel.
2: Oh, from uh, the one from Justified?
0: Yeah, that's pretty much all I've got.
2: You know, it, it's, when I watched it, I knew I recognized her, but I couldn't figure out from where, and I didn't have a chance to look it up. So when you, when you said Justified, they said, oh, that's who that is.
0: And, and I think this is Zac Efron's first appearance in anything. Uh,
1: no, I, I checked. It was one other one other TV movie he was in like two or three years prior. But yeah, but this was his first straight-up TV series appearance, at least according to IMDb.
2: That's it, then. We're there. We've arrived.
0: We've arrived. What do you got for us, Andy? Uh, I originally scribbled down 3.5 and then realized that that was far too generous, so I lowered it to a 3. But what are we rating this one in? Cows? No,
2: Black Market Beagles.
0: All right. Three Black Market Beagles. Okay. uh,
2: Yeah, I... Didn't really, I was not enchanted by this one. As I said, I kind of had to watch it twice. I wouldn't, and I didn't watch it twice because I loved it so much. I watched it twice because I didn't know what to say about it. And I think that's reflected by the short running time of time of this episode. Uh, it just, like I said, there were moments, but it just didn't add up to a solid episode. It, it didn't feel, it didn't feel cohesive in any way. And it didn't feel, it never like pulled me in. I, I was constantly thinking about, okay, what what am I going to say about this? Uh, I, I prefer it when I watch it twice because the first time I'm so enchanted by it that I'm not thinking about the finer points and I need to watch it a second time because of those finer points. So in any respect, I'm giving it a
1: 2.5. I'm, you know, you take the good, you take the bad, and there you have a 2.5, a 2.5. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm... It's, I'm right in the middle on this you know, because it, it had good and bad, and it couldn't – like the last episode, it – like I said, this one did not hold me through the whole thing, and I fast-forwarded through a few parts to where I was like, you know, I'm, I just want to get through this because it's just not – it's not locking me in. So, yeah, just 2.5. Oh, my god. I, I've got half of a black market beagle. Oh, that's just cruel. <laughs> you, get, you get the back half. I'll take the front. Okay, all right.
2: Whoa, you know, but so, yeah, that works. No, at least I'm, I'm optimistic that, you know, based on our conversation, that this will be an anomaly.
0: I think it's an anomaly. Yeah, I think you've uh, you've easily got much better ones coming up, including next time on an all new Keep 'em Flying. Christina Hendricks drops by for our <laughs> Mrs. Reynolds.
2: I couldn't do the growl. I tried. <laughs> Wow. You I go. think Thank you'll
0: you. like this one then Paul if you like Christina Hendricks
2: I think, I, I expect to like it
0: So that's next time Hope you'll join us Bye bye
2: See you then Woof
0: Keep 'em Flying. A Firefly podcast is a Two True Freaks presentation and is hosted by Shepherd Bill Robinson, Paul Spataro, and Andrew Leyland. All the music and sound clips used in the show is copyright Fox Broadcasting and is available to buy on the Firefly soundtrack by Greg Edmondson. If you like to buy that soundtrack, maybe you could do it through the Amazon link that is on the tutufreaks.com website. It costs you nothing extra, but throws a few pennies in our tip jar, which helps us to continue to produce content like this. Every episode of Keep Flying is dedicated to the memory of our pal, Sean Engel. And remember, find a ship, find a crew,
2: keep flying.